podcast, we discuss the prevalence of immune complex glomerular nephritis in dogs. Is it always due to glomerular nephritis or is it due to amyloidosis? Why should we care? First, we should care as glomerular injury is common to most renal diseases. Both primary and secondary glomerular disease is commonly seen in dogs. Primary glomerular disease refers to diseases where the glomerulus suffers the initial injury, while secondary glomerular disease refers to those diseases in which the glomerulus is secondarily injured. Based on the ongoing Wasava Renal Standardization Project, primary glomerular disease in dogs is divided into three main groups, immune complex glomerular nephritis, amyloidosis, and non-immune complex glomerular nephritis. You can download the guidelines directly on the website. Non-immune complex glomerular nephritis is a diagnosis of exclusion if neither immune complexes nor amyloid is demonstrated, but primary pathology is noted in the glomerulus. So Schneider and all wanted to evaluate the prevalence of immune complex glomerular nephritis, and specifically glomerular nephritis, in dogs suspected of having glomerular disease. They evaluated 501 dogs that had renal biopsies performed. All biopsies were submitted to the Texas Veterinary Renal Pathology Service. Inclusion criteria included dogs that had a clinical history suggesting nephritic syndrome, nephrotic syndrome, or glomerular nephritis as a recommendation for the reason for biopsy. Dogs that had a urine protein creatinine, or what we call a UPC from now on, value of greater than two, or dogs that had a persistent and unexplained renal proteinuria. All renal biopsy samples were evaluated with light microscopy, immunofluorescence, and electron microscopy. So what did they find in this study? The average age of all dogs was 6.7 years, with a range of 4 months to 14 years of age, and females, 283, slightly outnumbered males at 218. The majority of dogs were neutered or spayed. Dogs with glomerular disease came from all geographic areas in North America, with the greatest numbers from the Midwest, 27%, and the Northeast, 26%. This is interesting since VetGirl is from the Midwest and makes me unofficially hypothesize and worry that this is due to the prevalence of Lyme disease in these reported areas. Although 53% of the cases were from a variety of breeds, a number of breeds were overrepresented for glomerular disease. Labrador retrievers in almost 11%, golden retrievers in almost 8%, Yorkshire terriers in almost 6%, and other breeds at 2 to 3% each, such as the Beagle, Miniature Schnauzer, Shetland Sheepdog, Boxer, Cocker Spaniel, Doberman Pinscher, Soft Coated Wheaton Terrier, English Bulldog, and Standard Poodle. Also important to note that the Labrador Retriever and Golden Retriever are the top two breeds that develop Lyme nephritis. In almost all of the cases, 95.6%, the UPC was greater than 2. In the remaining 22 dogs, or 4.4%, persistent renal proteinuria was present with a UPC of less than 2. In 48% of the cases, immune complex glomerular nephritis was confirmed by immunofluorescence and electron microscopy. Amyloidosis was seen in 15.2% of cases, based on apple green birefringence noted under polarized light. Non-immune complex glomerular nephritis causes, such as glomerular sclerosis, was detected in almost 21% of biopsies, and other non-immune complex glomerulopathies was seen in 9% of biopsies. 
non-immune complex nephropathy was seen in almost 5%, in which chronic changes were noted in both the tubules and the glomeruli, but it was unclear which was a primary insult. Lastly, primary tubular interstitial disease was only seen in 2.4% of cases. When looking specifically at the median UPC in the majority of cases, the immune complex glomerular nephritis biopsies had a median UPC of 8.3, amyloidosis biopsies had a UPC of 10.3, glomerular sclerosis had a median UPC of 6, non-immune complex glomerulopathy biopsies had a UPC of 5.4, non-immune complex nephropathy biopsies had a UPC of 3.4, and primary tubular interstitial disease had a UPC of 3.9. Of the 22 dogs that had a UPC of less than 2, the following diagnoses were made based on renal biopsy. Immune complex glomerular nephritis in 6 out of 22, non-immune complex glomerular nephritis in 15 out of 22, and amyloidosis in 1 out of 22. This finding is significant since glomerular disease is often thought to have a UPC of greater than 2 or 3, and obvious pathology was seen with a low UPC. So, what do we take from this Vet Girl podcast? First, this was a great study to evaluate the prevalence of immune complex glomerular nephritis in dogs. One of the reasons why this paper is so important is because previously, immune complex glomerular nephritis was considered to be the most common among glomerular disease in the dog. Apparently not. Based on the study, immune complex glomerular nephritis wasn't present in 52% of the dogs, reiterating the importance of renal biopsy. Given that some types of immune complex glomerular nephritis may respond to immunomodulatory medications like mycophenolate, this study underscores the necessity of obtaining a specific diagnosis. In other words, get a biopsy prior to starting immunosuppressives in dogs with glomerular disease. Another important consideration from this paper, depending on who you're submitting your renal biopsies to, it's important that you keep in mind that more than just light microscopy has to be performed with these renal biopsies. Additional testing such as immunofluorescent microscopy, electron microscopy, etc., must be done to rule out other non-immune complex glomerular nephritis causes. Biopsy samples evaluated with only light microscopy may give an erroneous diagnosis or may not be able to adequately confirm immune complex glomerular nephritis alone. Lastly, a UPC of greater than 5 indicates clinically relevant proteinuria. Often, we consider a UPC of greater than 2 or 3 suggestive of glomerular disease. This study may make us reconsider this, as some of the dogs with UPCs less than 2 in fact had glomerular disease. Some of the dogs with UPCs greater than 2 had primary tubular interstitial disease, including one with a UPC of 8.6. So when in doubt, work up, diagnose, and treat any case with a UPC of greater than 0.5.